0: lovely as you did tonight I've never seen you shine so bright Mm-hmm-hmm. I've never seen so many men ask you if you wanted to dance looking for a little romance give out
1: The group stage is over. We are now moving on to the knockout stage. But before that, here on the World Cup date, we got to talk some more group stage games. I'm Boris. And as always,
0: I am joined by Phil. Salutations, everybody. I hope everybody is doing well out there in in the soccer world and have uh, settled down and Reacted and digested all of the action because goodness knows it's been dramatic. It really has been.
1: It's almost worked out in our favor that we were both exhausted as fuck, running around like crazy, and uh, well, lazy, so that uh, we have to double up on matches to chat about today.
0: But remember Chris DeBerg, my friend, because the lady in red. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So thank you for that suggestion. All right, so what a crazy day today was, specifically. Um, Do or die situations, and that's what I love about these last games. No team in this year's World Cup won three
0: round-robin games. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. And then when you look at some of the results from yesterday and just the group stage overall... I was really surprised about some of the ones today where certain teams have not scored any goals at all. And I thought, here Canada is struggling, and things couldn't get much worse. We must be the bottom of the barrel. Turns out we're not. No. (laughs) No. Far from it. We didn't get. Yeah. Did you know that
1: up until like the 20th minute or whatever something, whenever, I forget when. I forgot to take down the note. Um up until midway through the first half of the Brazil Cameroon game, did no team even get a shot on target on Brazil.
0: Oof. Right. I didn't realize that.
1: Right? I, How crazy. I, I'll is be that? honest.
0: I, I, I kind of skipped that Brazil game thinking that it was just going to be Dude. Either a game. game walk, if you watched it, either game
1: yeah. You would have it was been crazy. Sports entertain, 100%. Like it was so freaking good. Both games this afternoon were so good. Both games this morning, <laughs> people shed tears, especially Suarez, that son of a bitch.
0: Yep. It's just amazing. I I've normally I'm the big softy. And here I was this morning laughing at Uruguay, <laughs> <laughs> watching the Suarez cry, and then getting emotional in the other game. So <laughs> it was a weird day. I'm telling you, seems like the it. Results were
1: fun. Seems freaking like it. What a what a cra- like Honestly, you could not have written better a better storyline. Good on you, FIFA, for rigging the games properly in such a way that people are forgetting <laughs> all your other shit. Uh, no, but seriously, like you honestly could not have written a better story. Than the past, like this week of games, that final slot of the third games. Insane, insanity has been going on. What's crazy is to me is always like how a team, and and obviously it makes sense, but it must hurt so much. For example, spoiler alert Cameroon wins. Crowd is going crazy. Players are going crazy. And then the realization that you got eliminated
0: overshadows the fact that you just fucking beat Brazil. Exactly, That's that was the tough pill to swallow The Cameroon one did make me laugh Because when I finally caught up with it The Cameroonian player who scores Takes his shirt off and gets a freaking red card you like- yeah, As
1: soon as I saw that I turned <laughs> to the person <laughs> Who I'm watching the game with And I'm like, if Brazil scores That person better not ever go home
0: I know, right? Like these are unbelievable blunders and uh, I felt for the guy so bad like even the referee you could see I'm like I love you brother but <laughs> second yellow <laughs> like, oh my funny. goodness it was funny <laughs>
1: what a crazy 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 couple of days so no real news going on the news is the are the games themselves yeah. we have eight games to go through plus we're gonna preview uh the entire knockout stage with a focus on tomorrow's matches with a focus on tomorrow's 10 a.m match that's the that's where my horse is at right now. so Phil let us talk some Canada Morocco this oh. game honestly okay let's take a step back. Let's talk about the supporters no not the supporters yeah some of the supporters and the fans he, number one you know Canada. And soccer has made it in Canada when people are freaking out over the smallest stuff.
0: Yep. I don't know what you're about to say. But all I can say is there's been some stuff in the media that has made me shake my head. And I go, oh, my God, hockey culture has invaded soccer culture in Canada.
1: One of the people, there's two people who I really feel sorry for. Fonzo Davies, he's taken a lot of heat. But I yep. feel like everyone's supported him for the most part. Mm-hmm. But the person who I feel sorry for the most is Jonathan Herdman.
0: Yep. I, I can't believe that here is- we have a guy who's got a contract guaranteed supposedly until the next World Cup. And every single interview is asking him if he's going to be the coach. Come the next world cup, yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then it dawned on me exactly what I'm going to back up my first statement with is that in hockey, if you go out in the playoffs, it is the manager's fault, yep. And the same freaking logic is being tossed onto John uh, onto Herdman about the fact that. We went out of the World Cup, therefore somebody has to be responsible. Somebody has to take the fall. They can't look at the fact that Canada finished on top of CONCACAF. They can't look at the fact that we've never, like, like it, it's, we've all seen that team struggle. And it doesn't look like the same team. And you know what the only change was? It wasn't the players, it was the coach. And now, we're all sitting there going, fuck the coach. Uh, according to the media according to the and media. maybe some of the fans Like I get it when fans get critical about it because that's the nature of fandom but I feel like this is fueled by a bunch of ignorant bastards at TSN and, and other networks that just sit there and throw this guy under the bus you don't see Stephen Caldwell doing it you don't see Tosaint Ricketts doing it you don't see Janine the the, the, the Beckett Janine Beckett, who's going to be playing in her own World Cup in seven months doing it, who served under him. These ex-players know better. It's all these stupid freaking morons that get a microphone in their hand from the freaking hockey world, sitting there feeling like, well, this is the only logical story that we can drive out of this. And guess what? It's going to be dramatic. So let's go for it. And
1: I knew this was going to be the case when the, a lot of the pre-show was being headed by James Duffy, a known hockey guy, right? Like, he said some pretty yeah. boneheaded stuff live on TV. I think the worst thing that he could have ever said was right in front of Janine Beckett after Alphonse Davies scored, saying that that was the biggest thing to ever happen in the Canadian program, dot, dot, dot. He said that in front of yeah. the, the one of the ladies who literally won a gold medal for Canada. Yeah, you know,
0: and like, who plays with... You know, like like it A started that with has the Ronaldo, the World Cup many times. It started with Ronaldo when everybody said first player scores five in five different World Cups. Oh my god! And then we're like, well, Christine Sinclair did it, and Marta, <laughs> like, yep. and Marta, like, like I know that we even corrected ourselves on this show about it just to make sure, but. It's hard not to be a soccer supporter and understand the importance of the women's program to this country. To I think that's coach. To yeah. everything. And the fact that, again, these unbelievably unobservant, uninformed reporters and color men and stuff like that that are trying to assert themselves as being relevant in this sport because they know hockey are the ones that Oh my God! They're embarrassing the rest of us. Yeah. Here's the thing. Let's go have let's, a fucking
1: Timbit, moron. Let's honestly take a look at what John Herdman has done, right? He's led in 2012. He led the women's team, you know, to a bronze medal. Unheard of. Unheard of. Around a lot of controversy, you know. Was the coach coach in a very awkward year when Canada hosted the Women's World Cup in 2015. Essentially mm-hmm. set the bar Right for, for for the next several Olympics Took the, that Program from irrelevancy To relevancy To uncharted territories here in Canada And in a very CSA Fashion moved over to the men's team We should talk about that one day Yep I just remember uh-huh. Chatting with Christine Sinclair And she was literally freaking out This is like a few weeks after everything happened, basically when she calmed down. Wow. Goes to I, the I, men's I, program, ranked it hurt. like one fiftieth. You know what we're ranked the day before the World Cup started. I think
0: we were ranked okay, weren't we? Forty-one, still, yeah, still kind of low or still kind of high, still for what yeah. we really should have been. But well, yeah. I am I'm just saying man that guy no, took but a I'm program just saying okay let's keep going that though. had so much hope took,
1: had so took much a hope
0: team and he that didn't work
1: completely irrelevant. that yep. shot the bed the last world cup uh uh qualifying round it before shat him shot the bed since 1986 come on of course but let's like really focus with this team specifically yep. one concacaf respectable gold cup first team in in the region to qualify. You know, like it's insane you know, what this person has done to the Canadian game for the Canadian game. And then in the in the tournament finals, which I have to remind people it's the World Cup finals. The World Cup is 4 years long, but the finals is the tournament. In the finals leads the team to relevancy when yet again and in a loss Feels like we won against Belgium The Croatia game happened yep. But we got our first goal You know All of this yep. And then on, on Wednesday It was
0: literally up to the players But yet he still gets shat on Yep And here's the thing right He made a mistake with the fuck Croatia But that happens That's a learning exercise It's not a damning exercise I, hell, it also provided cover for Alfonso Davies, missing that penalty that normally the Canadian media would crucify him for mm-hmm. if he was a hockey player, right? So he he ran an interference on that one. He did that on purpose. But secondly, for that he reason. got his tactics he got his tactics wrong in two games, and in both games in Croatia, and the Morocco game. He corrected his tactics and made the team somewhat relevant in the second half, or at least tried to, right? He tried to stop the bleeding. He tried to stop the bleeding in Croatia, and he couldn't because we were outclassed. But then in the Morocco game, he came, and people are sitting there going, well, he should have had better tactics going in. Okay, in a perfect world, sure. But is that a fireable offense at this point, considering all of the positives, of taking a shitty team and making them believe in themselves, have you and, ever watched and achieve what they're capable of? Like that's that's a freaking magic trick, right there.
1: Have you ever watched the movie The Bad News Bears, like the original? Oh yeah, Walter Matthau. I was a kid. Yep. You know, notice, remember in that movie, they don't win in the first one; they lose the first yeah. one, right? Like
0: you can, like hey. Let's take a look at Ted Lasso Season 1. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rexum.
1: Exactly. A show less believable than Ted Lasso. <laughs>
0: exactly. But it, it's freaking soccer. <laughs> it's in the DNA of this country, of this game, for teams to go through these struggles, these programs to try and fight adversity to achieve relevancy
1: long story short i've made a lot of jokes and they've been nothing but jokes and pure speculation and you know the u.s national team is still the team that i i like the most but that's why i want john herdman there but you cannot (laughs) take away everything that john herdman has done You know, you cannot take away the fact that he took a group of ragdoll morons, put them together, and made them believe to win CONCACAF, made them believe to put up an incredible showing against our number two ranked team in all of FIFA. Get over yourselves,
0: TSN. Get over yourselves. Well, the fact that he made that team relevant is such a beacon for existing Accomplished players to come running to Canada and future players to go, hmm, you know what? Maybe I won't play for X ancestral country, which I could. I'd rather represent Canada because that's been the place that took me in or gave me the life that I have. And goodness knows we've seen enough people migrate to other teams in our lifetime or just turn down the national team in general saying, Nah, thanks, but no thanks. Yep. Other news, though. Atiba Hutchison retired from international play today.
1: Yes, he did. That's uh, to no one's surprise. Atiba Hutchison did retire. Man, can you imagine? I know we're jumping the gun, but can you imagine if he had tied the game yesterday
0: and that's how he goes out? I know, right? That would have been. In my mind. An amazing in ending. my mind, that dude's going out on that anyway. Like, oh, like you're talking two inches. Like,
1: yep, this is a person who who has gone through how many cycles of the world cup three, four?
0: Yeah, you know, it's 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 unreal, like the effort that that guy's put in and whatnot. And you know, something that kind of bothers me, I get it though, I do get it because the ball does have to cross a line. But if you're going to call an offside on the fact that a guy's shoulder is offside. When the ball gets like that, and most of it's over the line. <laughs> but again, I go back and I agree with pain, you 100%. The pain has to be broken and I, I, there has to be green between. If we're going to use so, technology,
1: yeah. if we're going to use all this. The rule books have to be followed to a T, and this is the stuff. This is the this is that gray territory, that gray zone that we get into in yeah. every sport when you start following the rules. Like in baseball, for example, when you're sliding into second, and you know because you don't want to be injured, you bounce off of the um, the base, so technically you're not on the base anymore. But yeah, you can get out right, like following the letter of the law, the the, the letter of the rule has to happen when you start getting with var and technology and all this and that and it sucks it sucks ask japan as as you said that that was literally about to say that but i finished let you finish your sentence but yeah all right so let's talk the game let's talk what's next so things got off to a really shaky start for Canada. Huge blunder from Borjan. He cost Canadian, Canada an early goal as fine found the net. Vittoria sent a pretty casual ball pass back to the goalkeeper, but the defender fails to see the advancing attacker behind as Borjan is forced to kind of just uh, run, and there was a lot of panic, and Ziyech ended up getting a goal. Off of a chip shot that went
0: over everyone In the fourth minute That was me in FIFA All the time (laughs) (laughs) Always kick the ball Never roll it (laughs) But it's tough right Because that ball He had to make that move Because that guy was going to be in And getting a pretty clean shot on him Which was going to be a goal anyway and Like a, a high percentage play Put it that way and it's tough, man, because he put his foot there. He's not allowed to play it with his hands. He's out yep. of the box. And couldn't control that rebound. And wouldn't you know, it squibs right to <laughs> that yep. guy. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. They're that's a tap in. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough to watch. But, and they look shook. What can you do? Like, they,
1: they, looked, like they looked visibly yeah. taken about from that, right? But... Yep. They kept. They kept fighting on the fifteenth minute. Buchanan with a beautiful, beautiful attempt, a beautiful cross. The issue. He went with it for it for with his right foot. Really should have gone with his left, but yeah. In the heat of the moment, who the fuck are we to say anything? Yeah. Canada though was pushing too much. They were really struggling to uh, you know. To to break down the Moroccan lines. They were really struggling. The back, you know, going into the tournament, everyone said Canada has two major issues. One major issue. Defense. That's speed at the defense. Speed at defense and defense in general. That's where we where we kind of fell apart. Against Belgium, we saw it. One little mistake, one little careless error. A careless whisper, and that was basically it for Canada. But here it happened. Um, Morocco, they were running. They were going nuts at the stadium. So we got a long ball on the right side from near the halfway line. Inez Neziri, who was hounded by two defenders, is able to make a beeline for the net. His powerful shot at the near post beat the left hand of Borgin, and Morocco doubled their advantage. It was a, you know... If Burgen could have played this better realistically, but again that the, the, the defense is kinda of broke down and it was a very similar situation to Belgium where it's as if the defenders didn't know which one of them should attack.
0: Yep. They they, they just didn't have that communication, that understanding that you get out of a of a paired center back. But what can you do? That's 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 football. It's a cruel game. Yep. Just got to yep. hope that Adakube
1: saves the day. <laughs> exactly. Alright, so Canada then started pressing and pressing and pressing and all this pressing came to fruition in a very weird way as Morocco yep. gave an own goal to Canada. Picked up the ball on the far left. Adecube fired and across right into the box. The ball grazed the outstretched right leg of Eagard uh with the resulting deflection, beating uh Buno at the near post, found the net two one Morocco at that point.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice nice little attempt at a play that resulted in a sweet own goal. But uh yeah, I, I kinda I do appreciate Atakube having the vision to lay the ball in there like that, took a uh that deflection and you know what? we're not dead yet <laughs> yet but right? like the, there, the thing is, is the pressure was high man the pressure was high we look like we wanted it more at that point for that yes. second half the unfortunate part is in the
1: 45th plus third minute morocco went up another goal however this one was called back uh because of an offside a hand was a ray awry and uh, you know canada kind of got lucky so it was at halftime, it was 2-1 to one, Morocco. The second half, though, tale of two halves yet again for Canada. Canada really wanted this one in the second half. And then, as we already made mention, the 71st minute, Hutchison rattled the crossbar. Canada was charging, charging, charging. Davies brought down about 30 meters out, just left of the center of the box. He sends in a cross, which curled towards the right side. Uh, Agard is able to steer behind f- uh, for a right side corner. Hoylet takes the corner, manages to locate Hutchison, who puts in a powerful header. The ball beat the keeper, clips the underside of the crossbar, hits the line, but the entire ball didn't cross the line.
0: No goal. Unreal. So interesting watching those replays, too. hmm And I'm just like... I get it. I know it's like a puck crossing the ice line. It has to get all the way across. Otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, the ball didn't go. It didn't it has to completely cross the plane. And then I wanted to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. It was tough. It was a tough (laughs) game.
1: (laughs) Kenny kept pushing. They kept pushing. They kept pushing and Morocco. Just waited. They knew what Canada was going to do, right? Like, yep. it was It was a tough game, tough second half as a supporter, not because Canada didn't play well, but because they played well. Here's a fun fact. Yassin Bonounou was born in Montreal and moved to Morocco at an early age, eventually moving to Spain at 21 years old, where he has spent the past decade. Yesterday, he faced off against his country of birth and started in goal as Morocco made it to the round of 16 after 36 years. Yep. Sigh. That was that. All right. What's next for Canada? What's next for Canada? I think it's simple. Taking friendlies a little more serious, you know? Yep. But here's the thing, though. I side with the players when it comes to the CSA.
0: Yep, me too. But at the same time, you gotta play a little. You gotta put in the hours, you gotta put in the, the, the competition and there's there's word going around that they're trying to get them into what what is it, the the there's a tournament that's mostly uh, Mexican South American type thing. Anyhow, the States and Canada are trying to get into it because they've obviously already qualified for the next World Cup mm-hmm. due to they being hosts, competition. So They need competition, so it's just pushing really hard to get them that. And uh, I think that that could be a really positive thing. And um, I'm going to cool be a cup. little less, um, little less uh, annoyed when our players get pulled up in TFC land because now I'm starting to see the payoff for this program. We got to... Really, uh, win the next gold cup, yeah. The gold cup, but I think they're Copa America or something like that. Yeah, it's the Copa, America. That,
1: it's the Copa America,
0: yeah. That, that that they're trying to get into, type thing. And I'll believe it when I see it. But the fact that we're hearing creaks about it is good, like they're trying to get them into these competitions. You know, even, even just in a friendly warm up stage is good, you know what I mean? Because you need to see these teams, like, if you're just playing CONCACAF, it's it's well, like, Now that Canada you know, has made up. a bit
1: of a name For itself You know I feel it being a little easier For us to get friendlies With better competition We need to improve our competition We cannot face You know the, the, the seashells Of the worlds anymore
0: Yeah I agree and I think that the if nothing else This is the long term effect Of this World Cup and this is what Again those reporters are missing out, out on Is that The rest of the world is talking about Canada now. We've got some actual clout. And that is fantastic for lining up these types of matches. So when you knock on the door of some of these of, of some of these countries and they go, Oh yeah, Canada, they were really good in last World Cup. We thought that they got hard done by by the situation, but they were they were way better than we thought, and they really knew what they were doing in those games. Yeah we're interested in, in getting getting dirty with them so yep. let's do it
1: that's the only way that this program is going to move forward obviously we have to regroup we know we know what the Mendoza line is you know we know now what the line is we now know what the gap is between us and world-class teams and I'm not saying that we're gonna solve it but we have four years now four years Between World Cups to get our shit together. Yeah, to lessen the gap. Exactly. Exactly. It's mission 2026. And in 2026, in all reality, we have to get out of the group stage for many reasons. It's 48 teams, a lot more teams. (laughs) So, you know, we have to get up, which means that there's going to be shittier teams in the World Cup.
0: Yeah exactly and that that just means that that's our chance to elevate and display and make history right yep. because that's going to be the new format going forward so okay let's do it then
1: Croatia, belgium pretty snoozer ended zero zero got nothing to say about that game same all right let's move mm-hmm. on costa rica germany this one was a big one
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was the beginning of my laughter <laughs> When I'm watching the other game, and then I see the highlight of the score in this game, and at one point, Costa Rica was ahead. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, we're in absurd land now. I like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy game.
0: But, you know, a lot
1: of people said it. Some of our guests have said it. This is not the same Germany team. There is major issues yep. in, on the German side right now, right?
0: Yeah, their they're program's struggling right now.
1: And I, I, it's an I, unusual I, I suspect this is the second time in a short amount of time that this program is struggling. Um, but I do suspect that the program is essentially going to blow up and we're, we're going to see something, right? Like something's going to happen here. 11th the minute, uh, Gnabry puts his team ahead with a close range header. Ron supplied the assist with an inviting cross from the right-hand side. All this happened in the 11th of the minute to put Germany up one 2 nothing. As it stood at that time, Spain was up 1-0 against Japan. Germany was up 1-0 against Costa Rica. As it stood in the 14th minute, Germany was going
0: through. Yep. And I was just like, oh, man, this day, FIFA, what are you doing? Germany
1: needed to win this game, essentially. Japan couldn't get a result. And Germany, knowing this, played like that. They were pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Still in the 53rd minute, you know, Japan leveled up the encounter with Spain in the game. Meaning that Flick's side are going to be out as it stands. As of the 53rd minute, once Japan leveled with Spain, Germany was out. And I have to ask you. Do you think Germany knew what was going on in the other game, like fully know, knowing? I think so, because
0: you could see them doing the differential at one point. <laughs> it was like the players were all sitting there going, six more goals, boys.
1: <laughs> all right, 59th minute, Costa Rica levels the game. Tejada puts his team level with a beautiful tap in, several bites of the cherry before the midfielder put this one away. Newer could only par- parry it into his path after a close range header. One, two, one.
0: Thing of beauty. I, I and I'm not a fan of Costa Rica at all.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not either.
0: I Vargas. was enjoying the fact that Germany was being fed at this point.
1: <laughs> yep, Vargas puts. Co- There's something about football and everyone always going for underdogs.
0: Yeah. It's it's one of the guilty pleasures of the sport. It's just like watching the 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 race for uh, a relegation. <laughs> it's it's Again, morbidly Football flawed. is all about losing.
1: Okay, Vargas puts Costa Rica in front. He gets a touch with Neuer coming out and pokes it right past them. Costa Rica is up two to one. Germany is stressing at at this time.
0: Yeah the collective shits are being taken at that moment
1: (laughs) three minutes later though it's all level Kai Havertz makes it all square with a lifted finish over Navas the Chelsea player loved scoring on this big occasion to make it two to two
0: yeah and you could see Germany coming on at this point but it was just so funny because it was like it was out of their control Mm -hmm. yeah because that that's the moment at which I'm just like glued to Japan, right? Like, oh my God. No matter what Germany does right now, barring some miracle of goal scoring, which it can happen, but my goodness, it wasn't going to. Because you saw what was happening on the field in this game, and I'm like, hmm, you know what? Costa Rica are going to button this up. (laughs) But... Full credits to Germany. They went for it.
1: In the 75th minute. If they
0: played like that in the other two games, they wouldn't be there.
1: (laughs) In the 75th minute, as it stood, with these two drawing, 2-2. Japan currently on top of Group E, ahead of Spain. Costa Rica, were ahead, are currently at third, with Germany at the bottom. For a few minutes, it kind of looked like Costa Rica and Japan were going to go through. But once everything became level... That was that. Yeah. The die was cast. <laughs> to say the least. 85th minute. Kai Havertz puts his team back in front. Germany poke the ball away after a cross from Serge Narbi. That was a very impactful goal. All eyes were on Spain at this point. All could have been good if Spain had done what they needed to do.
0: Even if they would have drawn Japan, I think there was some creative math going on. No, no, somewhere. no. They, 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 yeah,
1: no, no. They, they needed had, to had to win, or yeah, Germany needed a Japan loss at this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: In ninetieth minutes, uh, full Krug, Golduslau, Var actually gave them the goal to make it four 2 Germany. Yep, no. that was it. 4 to Germany before we get full reaction let's talk Japan Spain because it was going on at the same time let's quickly quickly go through this one because we kind of reviewed it already as we were talking about the other game alright so in the 11th yeah. minute Spain went up one nothing as uh, Alvaro Morata scored to make it one nothing. Spain then in the 48th minutes Ardon tied it up then a Tanaka in the 51st minute score to make a two to one Japan as it stood at that moment Japan was gonna go through along with Spain yeah. Germany going home along with Costa Rica you could almost taste the tears <laughs> dude in the 90th minute J- Spain was just 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 pouring it on to Japan pouring it on Japan <coughs> Japan really played. Uh, they parked the bus better than any they parked the bus Greece two thousand four levels.
0: Hells yeah. It's because they encountered that awesome pre pre tournament competition from Canada. I know. They learned what pressure was. It's funny
1: to th- <laughs> it's it's funny and hilarious when you actually think of the fact that Canada beat Japan pre tournament. Does does that
0: mean we're better than Germany? And Spain? <laughs> Spain. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh, I just love it. <laughs> it's just funny stuff, man. Yep.
1: So everyone thought there was drama when Mexico came so close to qualifying for the knockout stages, but fell so short. But last night, yesterday, was more of a roller coaster of emotions, pendulum-like swings and fortunes, and mathematical calculations that can make anyone's head spin. It was crazy because at the end of the and day, Japan beat Spain 2-1. to one. Germany it, beat Costa Rica 4-2. But even in a win, Germany goes home, Spain and Japan move
0: on to the next round. And that's the way the math goes. But the one thing that I found funny in that Japan match was the fact that the ball at one point on the second goal that put them ahead Looked very freaking much like it left the field of play. Yes. And they went to VAR. And they said that it didn't because the entire sphere of the the ball didn't The rules dictate the
1: entire ball needs to be out in order for it to be out. A hair of the ball on its chinny chin chin can still be in and the entire ball is
0: in. Again. Going to the I want the of MLS the referees to have this technology. <laughs> but anyhow, the thing is is that there's you know, like the problem that a lot of a lot of people have is that there's lots of still images of a certain camera angle where you can see grass between the bottom of the ball and you can't really grasp the understanding of the three-dimensional aspect of the ball where that part of the ball is still technically not got the green between it. It's yeah. just got the white. Yep. So therefore it's in. And it was basically a lot of people thought that was out. And upon the review and the evidence being brought forward by FIFA, they all begrudgingly say by that definition, it's in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the like. That's the thing.
1: We have to, by the rule of the law, right yep all right that was yesterday we thought that was crazy we thought the day before that I know, was crazy. right like
0: this is the most dramatic week ever how can it get any crazier on friday friday says hold my beer pucker up
1: <laughs> uruguay to ghana zero that's how that match ended with goals from Arascaeta in the 26th minute and the 32nd minutes and then AU in the 21st minute via PK. Let's talk South Korea-Portugal because I think more of the drama and the uh, the better jokes are made watching this game talking about the Ghana-Uruguay game. Uruguay one two to nothing.
0: South Korea couldn't get a result. Similar yeah, situation Uruguay to hadn't Japan. scored any goals. In the tournament up until this point. Yep. And they got two. So they were in a nasty goal differential situation too because of the lack of performance up until that point. So this was getting to be interesting with the combination of draws, losses, and lack of goals. It's just a mathematical uh, mountain to climb at a certain point. Portugal was
1: up one nothing in the fifth minute. After Horta scored a beautiful opening goal, you thought that this was going to open up the floodgates. Korea yep. was then looking to respond. Tons of beautiful blocked passes. Goal chance rule offside after winning the corner of the match. The first corner of the match on the left side, Sun is tasked with taking it and passes it off to a receiver nearby. Cross is sent into the box, lobbed towards the mouth of the goal. Uh, The attempt forces Costa to make a low save, but the ball bobbles out towards the feet of an attacking Korean player who is able to tuck it into the goal. They look to celebrate, but then everyone realized that it was ruled offside. Break, uh, Korea, Portugal continued to advance, looking for a second goal. They were pushing, they were pushing, they were pushing, they were pushing. But no, are you on the washroom? Are you in the washroom pushing like that? They were pushing, but then it was BTSFC Kim (laughs) Jungwan who put Korea back into the match in the twenty-seventh minute to level things up one to one.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: Crazy, crazy stuff, ladies and gentlemen!
0: Crazy scenes. People
1: going nuts. 29th minute, Ronaldo tried to actually score, not just take credit for one. Didn't happen. More (laughs) back and forth. More back and forth. Ronaldo went for a header, steered wide, and he's bitching and moaning for some reason at this point.
0: Ah, It's because he wants records, and he's not getting them in this game.
1: Yeah, Well, he can go...
0: Oh, what a crazy! So I've both seen, teams. I've the seen them so much over the years, being so petty over this crap.
1: In the sixty-third minute, this both teams going back and forth, back and forth. Triple substitution for Portugal. In the sixty-fourth minute, that's how you know they were taking this game super serious. South Korea was claiming handballs. Portugal was diving and claiming fouls. Back and forth effort, crazy back and forth effort, and then. In the 90th plus one minute, South Korea did it, and at time. Is this the goal that takes them to the round of 16? Spoiler alert, it was.
0: Yes, but this is the interesting thing. They didn't know until the other yes. game concludes, which was in extra time hell.
1: <laughs> Sun Hoonmin got the goal to put South Korea ahead in the 91st minute. South Korea 2, Portugal 1. Things are going crazy. The game is over. Now we wait for the results of the other game. And, well, Uruguay won. That was that. South Korea. It was
0: in. And Portugal. Good scenes. Move. Happy times. Ahead. Happy times. I felt really good for the South Korean fans that were there and the team. And it was just awesome to see in one screen. Suarez crying, and on the other screen being, like, so happy watching Suarez cry, and the other screen just going, oh my god, that's so awesome, they're in front of the fans doing the slides, very emotional, very, very, well, well, very moving. Yeah, very moving for Squid
1: Game Athletic, they uh, made their fans proud. Yeah, they did indeed. Good for them to advance. Switzerland, Serbia... Probably the craziest game, yeah, of this last match day
0: of the first round. I think it was the most frenetic to watch, especially first half. And then I think Cameroon gets the prize for the day for the shocker.
1: Yes, did you know that in the Serbia Switzerland game, there were 11 yellow cards? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Eleven,
0: not one red, was, but eleven yellow. The veritable parade. I've seen some dirty ass play in that game, and it wasn't all perpetrated by Serbia. Oh, of course, <laughs> which is shocking. It was, it was both sides going at it, and I'm like, hmm, isn't the stereotype that the Swiss are a little bit more neutral? <laughs> yeah, not today. Not today. Uh, I don't like they
1: to can play? Oh, they played all right, Switzerland. Shakiri puts his side ahead in the 20th minute, Switzerland up one to nothing. The switch forward get the beauty of a left foot on the ball goes in via a deflection from Pavlovich. Yeah, 27th You're minute. Alexander Mitrovic with a textbook header. Just gets the slightest of glances on a cross from the left. He puts Serbia level at one. All this happening in the 27th minute. One. To one Shakiri in the 32nd minute, peach of a 50 yard ball from Vargas puts Shakiri through on the Serbian goal. He's stretching for a shot, but he sent it wide.
0: Poor Shakira, he got to shake it somewhere else.
1: Vlavic puts Serbia in front two to one.
0: Yeah, and Serbia had a lot of energy in this first half but you're going to see the lack of fitness and the old man syndrome settle in soon. <laughs> 44th
1: minute. Ambolo gets whistling back level. Widmer finds so much space down the right flank, plays an inviting ball into the middle for the Swiss striker to put on the beautiful finishing touch to level the match at two apiece in the 44th minute. Yeah, thing of beauty. Halftime. Length, two to two. Let's talk the second half. Let us talk the second half. And if you look at the stats at this point, I quickly tried to jot them down.
0: It was basically 50-50. Yep. But then it wasn't.
1: Then it wasn't.
0: (laughs) Then it was not. got chippy. I got to say, it got chippy. The heat was on. These guys are spicy. Remo
1: Fruhler puts Switzerland back in front. Vargas makes the goal for his teammate with a lovely back heel into his path. 3-2 Switzerland at this point more yellow cards were issued, more yellow cards were issued, more yellow cards were issued Uh, Tadic fires one over the bar more yellow cards were issued still 3-2
0: if if Suarez was in this game it would have been biting time
1: (laughs) yep
0: that's how the game ended. But let's take up those. Let's like let's. There's a nice, nice little intense push around in extra time. Yes, and I gotta say it, it it was nasty. I don't know what was done or said because there was nothing really too conclusive on the replays, or at least they avoided it on the broadcast I was watching. But. There is some heat going on there, and uh, yeah, the captain of Serbia was not a happy camper no, with somebody over on Switzerland's
1: side. 53.6% possession for Serbia versus 464 Switzerland, but here's where the game really, you saw the difference, four shots on target for Serbia, seven for Switzerland, 12 interceptions for Switzerland versus six yeah. for Serbia. That's that's the number right there, right? Like that just shows yep. that like Serbia couldn't keep the ball. They couldn't keep possession. They Didn't may have, have the kept fitness. possession for a long period of time, but they couldn't
0: finish shit. I don't know what Serbia's jerseys are made out of, but they look like soaking wet trash bags on them as well. Like it was hot there. You know what I'm saying? So they had to be physically just knackered. Because it just their shirts look disgusting. Like they were Chad Barrett wet. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Hyperhydrosis.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's talk some Cameroon versus Brazil. This is a match that I was really looking forward to, right? Like Brazil's Brazil. Brazil's the odds on favorite. Cameroon is, you know, a lot of people's African odds on favorite. And this match was a whopper. This match was a lot of fun to watch. Not much happened during the 90 minutes, to be 100% honest. A couple close calls, a couple shots of Neymar smirking
0: on the bench like a son of a bitch. Yeah, and, and Brazil put a lot of kids in. Yeah. And they knew that it was a game that they didn't need to win. And it was basically a show me for the manager why I should consider substituting you in in later games. Yep. Like it was it was really a proven ground, which I can appreciate the luxury of Brazil's pedigree at that point. Yeah. Okay, go show yep. me guys.
1: In the ninety second minute, Abu Bakar scored for Cameroon, across his plate in from the right, and Abu Bakar rises a high and heads the ball into the bottom corner. Incredible, incredible, incredible goal. Yep. This is after a very similar play much earlier in the game, but this one went into the net for a goal in the 92nd minute. Abu Bakar goes shirtless after scoring and received his (laughs) second yellow card, red card. Dude, there was still a whole seven minutes, six minutes, seven minutes to play. Can you imagine
0: what could (laughs) have happened? If Brazil would have scored, man, like you said, that guy couldn't get on the plane home. <laughs> oh, man. But oh, did they ever buckle down after
1: have to, <laughs> to absorb yeah, they that? They, right? they, they buckled down. They parked the bus. They parked everything. Everything. Nothing was moving. Nothing was getting past that defense at that point. Brazil had a couple... Okay chances, but Cameroon really held on tough for their first World Cup win in 20 years. Cameroon 1, Brazil 0, Group G. Final standings, Brazil 6 points, Switzerland 6 points. Brazil 1st place with because they have a plus 2 goal difference. Switzerland with a plus 1 goal difference. Cameroon finished with 4 points and Serbia with 1 points. Yeah.
0: Vincent Aboubakar take up. Bow Just gotta say man they parked the bus Like someone taking a modium Yep Nothing getting through that Yep No good for them It's it's, you know Made for a dramatic finish And uh, uh, Some comedy too Just seeing that That uh, yellow and uh, uh, The second yellow and the red Come out for a goal celebration it's such a silly thing. I don't know why FIFA have to do this, but it's a rule. Rules it's are a rule. Rules. Again,
1: it's a rule. They have to
0: follow it, right? I know. We we see it all the time in the MLS too and in the EPL, all the leagues. All right. So it's not a shocker. You just think that the player would be more aware in, in that moment. But, Dude, you forget probably. But like, you're I also, can't even imagine. You're on top of the world. You're on exactly. top of the world, man. You're beating Brazil. Like, I, I get it. You're out of your head. All uh, right. No shame.
1: Round knockoff phases. Round of sixteen begins. In the Netherlands versus the U.S. of A. at ten a.m. Woo. Eastern Saturday,
0: December third. It's going to be a, a fun affair. I I think actually, I'm going to have to pick between. I'm going to say the States beats Netherlands here.
1: I agree. Two p.m. Eastern. Argentina versus the Socceroos
0: of Australia. I hope the Socceroos win, but I probably would logically pick Argentina to take so, it like 2 if you look at the brackets
1: the brackets are so interesting because France England, Spain and Portugal could all be the final four teams on the right side of the bracket. Meanwhile on the left side of the bracket it could be Brazil versus Argentina in the semifinals Yeah that's supposed to be that way I don't think but oh well, what do we know what do we know? What do we know? All right. Beef is corrupt. What? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> France, Poland, Sunday, December 4th, 10 a.m. Eastern. Picking
0: France for that
1: one. England, but Senegal. Poland PM. to put up a show. Sorry? Sorry? Poland will put on a show. Yeah. I think it'll be an okay game. Yeah. Sunday, December 4th, 2 p.m. Eastern, England versus Senegal.
0: England. England prevails.
1: Monday, December 5th at 10 a.m. Eastern, Japan versus Croatia. Oh. That could have been Canada
0: versus Japan. I know. It, uh, don't make me want to cry, Boris. I'm going to pick Croatia in that one, though. I'm going Japan. Oh, I want Japan. Believe me, I want Japan to kick Croatia's ass. Fuck Croatia.
1: <laughs> Monday, December 5th, 2 p.m. Eastern, Brazil versus
0: Korea. Brazil versus Korea, Brazil. Ah, that's not even sporting. Tuesday,
1: December 6th at 10 a.m. Eastern, Spain versus Morocco. Spain. Oh, wait till Sunday. Even in the rain on the plane. Tuesday, December 6th, <laughs> 2 p.m. Eastern, Switzerland versus Portugal. Oh, I hope Switzerland. <laughs> Please
0: Switzerland. We are all Swiss that day.
1: <laughs> 100%. 100%, my friend.
0: All right, that
1: is that's that's the next round. Uh there's an off day Wednesday, Thursday. Cannot wait for those days when we can officially not have to worry about doing shit. <laughs> Insert joke here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, I was teeing it up, waiting for you to take it, and you didn't. Uh,
0: I'm I'm being a good boy.
1: (laughs) All right, Phil. Being a good boy. (laughs) That's all the footy. Now let's talk about the real stuff. What you have for dinner tonight?
0: Um, Well, last night, I will say this: my father made a slow cooker uh, pork loin, and basically. Um, roasted potato, like we put potatoes in there and carrots and green beans and onions and things like that and it's it's really delicious and he's, uh, he had a little bit of a stomach thing going on so he was, was like, I'm not going to eat pork because he was having issues that involved immodium. So <clears throat> I ate some of it and then tonight I had the leftovers. So it's rather boring, but you know, sometimes in this carnivore's diet, you got to put a little bit of meat with a little bit of them vegetables. Yeah, very true. Very and true. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta be responsible and and a uh, nice home cooked meal like that is um, really appreciated, especially this time of year where it's uh, up and down in the weather and whatnot. So it's like, yeah, you know what it warms me up inside, it warms the cockles of my heart. How about Beautiful. you, Boris? Um, what did I have yesterday? Oh yeah,
1: yesterday was a boring day. I had wings. I had air fryer wings. Mm. I did the Phil special.
0: Yeah, I might do that tomorrow night.
1: Yep. We'll and then today, I ha- made some pork schnitzel. Whoa.
0: Yeah. Did did you go out and buy schnitzled pork or did you make the pork made it. I made schnitzel. it? I made it. I made, it. I made it. You have a hammer? A pork yeah, schnitzel a hammer.
1: It's called it's called my no, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs>
0: Alright. And you got the like the breadcrumb go yep. mix thing yeah, going on there. Yeah, All man. right. Hats off, buddy. Wow. Yeah, uh, with some uh roasted
1: potatoes.
0: Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. Man. Yeah, it was very good. Very
1: good. Vegetables? Vegetables. Wow. Always have vegetables. Good for you. Amen.
0: Yeah, oh. That sounds delicious.
1: Tomorrow, I'm going to be seeing Juan and his family, my brother and his family, I should say. No one knows who Juan is, who listens to this. My brother. I know you, who Juan you is. You
0: know him. That's why I said it. I know. You know him. Uh, he, so he's coming in? Coming yeah. into Toronto? Yep. For the weekend? Or for a little, he's little visit? He's here right now, actually. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, that's awesome. Welcome back. Yeah. Miss you,
1: brother. Right? It's so weird. It's so weird. But yeah, he's yeah. in town. He's doing his stuff. Uh, really looking forward to seeing the the nephews yep I didn't see them for my birthday right so yeah this is this
0: is family time man oh, this family it's what December's for exactly what
1: December's for. so tomorrow's gonna probably be like uh Popeyes or pizza or Chinese food type of uh dinner
0: well be careful of that Popeyes oh I love Popeyes
1: oh I love it too it doesn't love me I haven't had
0: kFC since 2008. Okay, here's a little rant, all right? I know all I right. did the Canada rant, Let's hear this. Go ahead. But the KFC commercial that's on right now but the fucking gravy, who the fuck dumps gravy all over their fucking fried chicken? Like, the minute you buy a bucket of gravy, like, of fried chicken, and you buy this fucking thing of monster, you know, artery-clogging gravy, this brown shit, and then they're just picturing people in these commercials – dumping the whole thing into the bucket of chicken. And I'm just like, how do you motherfucking reheat that? Because the beauty of that chicken is you eat it until you want to throw up. And then you put the rest in the fridge. And then the next day, you pop that top, and you go, "Mm, mm, mm." you either air fry it, or you either eat it cold. I love it
1: cold. I love it cold.
0: I know, me too. I think it's better cold. I even like it when it's a little bit undercooked. And the, the breading is still a little bit weird. And it gets even weirder in the cold. I like that. There's and then you put gravy on I it.
1: Ah. Chicken, any form of chicken into a vat of sauce is when it's Swiss chalet sauce.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's But it's a crispy chicken. It's not a breaded chicken. Yeah. Right? Because it it's a, has it's a, it's to qualify. Chicken. It's a grilled chicken. Yeah, it's grilled chicken. So... I'm just sitting there going, who the fuck takes bread and chicken and puts gravy all over that bastard? It looks like poo at that point. It really does. in the commercial, everything. I'm like, that is, I know it probably tastes amazing. But they're even showing this hamburger that they have ordered and they give it a little onion ring in the top. And then they show people putting the gravy to fill the onion ring. So it's like a gravy boat and then put the top of the sandwich on and then eat it. So that when you eat it, it spills fucking diarrhea all over. That is disgusting, people. Oh, my God. And I love disgusting. I know. I know. But Popeyes over KFC any day. But Popeyes, the same as KFC, can sneak up on you. So be careful with your tummy health, folks. Because, man, oh, man, you're going to get the trots. If you have have it twice in a week, you are going to get the trots. Considering that we have traveled up and down
1: Canada and the US, spending 20 hours out of a 24-hour period in a bus together, we don't have many disgusting food stories. That is true. <laughs> that is remarkably true. <laughs> like we've literally spent 20 hours of a day in a bus together. Yep. And had maybe four hours outside of it, including the time that it took for our bus
0: to get fixed. Yeah. Well, there was that time that Techno took a dump. <laughs> yes. On the on the on the, the Columbus bus. Yeah. There was also the time that I was on a bus once and remember maybe the bus so- driver let out the septic tank on the side of the highway. Yeah. Because
1: so you know so- you can back up this story you were there Chris Keem loves telling this story uh when the when that actress was hitting on me that entire day <laughs> you know which story and you know which actress she's actually quite famous now
0: <laughs> oh that was the most debaucherous bus trip we ever did. Yeah, that one was bad, and that one was chaperoned, wasn't it,
1: or was it not? No, that, that one well, that wasn't. That was TFC, That was TFC sponsored in 2015.
0: Yeah, that, that was chaperoned, and the the the. <laughs> I just loved how we got booze on board. Yeah, <laughs> the actual people who were running the bus were like, "How the fuck is everybody drunk?" <laughs> They're like, we didn't even let them
1: take anything on. And this, that was bad because we were drinking at five in the morning on a Saturday. So I literally left the bar, went, met up with with Keem, and went straight to the bus.
0: Well, it didn't hurt that on the way to Columbus, the bus broke down and they brought us to a Mexican authentic. Well, restaurant, because we were playing footy in the parking lot, and they were, like, so scared that somebody was going to hurt themselves. Yep. They're like, we're going to go drink, and we had to get Tim Lewicki's approval. Yep. To pay the bar bill. And all I can remember is they were like, you're only allowed to have bottled beer. And then I get up to the counter and look at the lady, and I go, can I have three bottled beers? (laughs) And she's like, Yes, and then the look on Anton's face is—he was like my fucking credit card. Yep. <laughs> and then everybody had three beers. Yep,
1: <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I was being hit on by an actress in front of the husband, who was a cop.
0: <laughs> oh goodness, that was such a wild trip, <laughs> Jeff. All the vodka, frozen juice. <laughs> a oh, uh, 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 wowza with the beer taped to his back
1: yep that trip uh, was crazy and i believe
0: i believe that was the trip as well that we took kurtz's passport as that a was joke. it
1: that was it <laughs> that was the trip when kurtz was freaking
0: <laughs> i had a full-on meltdown okay guys this is a fucking funny We're <laughs> like yeah it is
1: <laughs> I meanwhile well, you and i you and i like Dictating all this going up down, which is the funniest part.
0: hmm Oh goodness. And uh, Cart's love is bless his heart. He was like the bus captain. Like like technically it was you and I in charge. I was like, no, it's like cart beating a horse yeah. because we're too tired. <laughs> and you he were, was so good at it too. <laughs> Keem loved
1: that because he's like, this is why I hang out with you with you, Boris, because <laughs> the amount of times <laughs> <laughs> that like he's just literally walked up and we get like the best seat in the house or whatever or you know what what
0: have you Yeah well that was a crap show because we were so late getting to the stadium though We barely got to the we, game w- We walked in and man it was just like this is anarchy they had mm-hmm. king cans everywhere <laughs> people were absolutely sloshed in the, in the stands because they were drinking these massive beers. We were hungover. We were like, let's get the fuck back on the bus and get to sleep.
1: What's her name? Kept buying me booze. Not the actress. The actress bought me a couple. Um, Caroline Sved.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Caroline yeah, she kept buying me booze. Too. Oh, my gosh. That was crazy. Crazy times. <laughs> Short
1: story long. We, have, we don't have any disgusting food stories, considering how much time we've spent on the road. But you know what the problem yeah. is? And I just thought of it, right? Because when we're when we're doing these trips, we don't eat. We just drink.
0: I, I, I can say that on some of the trips where you take a longer durated stay. Yes. Instead of a there and back again. So I think one weekend I spent in Los Angeles, we did a lot of food foodie stuff but nothing disgusting it was quite quite tame because we were aware of the fact that we didn't want to have the shits and uh, other, other things uh, Carolina I spent a week in South Carolina at a TFC tournament again food was really normal we, we cooked a lot of our own we ventured out and tasted local cuisine But, yeah, it was a good time. Like, honestly, uh, the food stuff, I don't really have anything bad, uh, any bad experiences I can think of. But I'm sure there are some. White Castle. Oh, well, that was, I didn't participate in that debauchery. But, yes, I I watched it. Yeah, I knew what was going to happen. When you come back with a suitcase full of hamburgers, you're fucked. Yep. (laughs) Like, that's it. I'm like. Oh dear lord, I can smell what it's gonna smell like coming out. Like, don't put that away, please. Kevin, sure. put it away.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh, <sighs> the stories. The amount of, yeah, crossing that border was always a crapshoot. I'm surprised no one ever got held up.
0: Yeah. Well, we had that one Chicago trip. Somebody had a knife. <laughs> yes. But I just I just remember my ex wife who speaks Romanian the Canadian services border guard who is Romanian, we're sitting there and she's like talking to him about it and Big Red had this knife that he bought in Indiana. Everything weird is bought in Indiana. And anyhow, it looked like a Klingon dagger or something. It was just wild. And Canada's border service guards are like, we don't know what the fuck to do with this. And they're just sitting there and we look at them and we go, so what's it going to take to get out of this? And he goes, well, do you want to keep the knife? And we're like, ask Red. He goes no, we come back to the guard, and my wife was speaking, my ex-wife was speaking to him in Romanian, and she goes no, he doesn't care, and he goes really, and we we're like he bought it for twenty bucks in Indiana, doesn't care, no sentimental attachment, and he goes okay, well, you can all go. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> but in the meantime, they had brought on dogs, which we were scared. Yes. Because. There was a lot of stuff on that bus that shouldn't have been on that bus. Yes, and it turns out the dog smelled food, and yep. that got us in trouble too. Yep, so I was like, "Oh fuck!" Somebody has an orange and a glass of milk. Ah, yeah, my god, and it was, it was, all it was like the the of like the
1: smells of like the night before and stuff, right? Like that. That's that's the thing.
0: Yeah, like poor and, dog. And, uh, n- never mind all the the uh, uh what is it the 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 booze that we had brought in through the border at the canadian shop right like when you go in and you buy all the booze and they're like well you can have four liters of rum and it's only going to be 30 bucks and you're like yeah i'll have that and then you're like there's no way i can drink it on this trip so you put it in your overhead and you the <laughs> the the border guards like oh my. Well, yeah it's booze yep.
1: my favorite is like when, in. when the border is busy and they're like fuck it everyone just hold up your passport Yeah,
0: those were the days. Or how about the time we were coming back from Columbus and the really attractive Border Services guard at 3 a.m. got on the bus, got three rows into the bus and said, you guys fucking stink, just leave. Yeah. And she just waved us through. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, good times.
0: (laughs) Anyhow. Anywho,
1: Phil, thanks for... Thanks for coming on, everyone. If you're still listening, I'm sorry, and I'm and thank you so much. We'll come back at you, the listener. Yeah, come (laughs) back. I hope you enjoyed, and or Yorkie. Thank you, guys.
0: Thanks, guys. Have have a good one. Stay tranquilo. Exactly.